Please note, this episode contains some strong language. Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. It's in the corner actually, of my face. <laughs> A little bucket. <laughs> no, I'm and I wouldn't even know about sex accounting. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> it could be up to all sorts. <laughs> uh, that's why my video's off. <laughs> I am thrilled to say that I am speaking to voice actor Lizzie Jobling. Lizzie, Ooh. thanks so much for coming on the Brown the Brave. Ah, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. You came into my life a couple of months ago, and um, you are just such. Aside from your knowledge and your expertise and your experience, which we'll get into, you're just a really, really good, kind person. And ah. that's what Bra Brave is all about. And I was delighted that when you know I asked you to do this podcast that you agreed because this is this is my public kind of gratitude to, to say thank you for everything that you have offered and given and your you know time and energy and everything I you know I said their expertise knowledge that you have given me personally in the last few months has been amazing so I'll just say that I'll just get that out of the way thank you so much you're so welcome you're so welcome you know because I have been doing your wonderful wonderful course it's the the, right thing to say payment following (laughs) no but it truly is it truly is and we will get into it um on how to become an amazing voice actor like yourself we haven't had much time to to speak about your career and, and how you got to where you are now. And so, yeah, I was just, I was really interested and fascinated to get into it. So this is, this is what you get to do when you've got a podcast. You just get to ask all the questions. It's great. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so I was wondering if we could just hit the ground running and I ask you the simple question of why voice acting? Why become a voice actor? Good question. Good question. So I have absolutely zero or had absolutely um, zero experience in acting, voice acting. In fact, when the notion was passed to me about voice acting, I sort of questioned, hmm, is that even a real job? <laughs> um, but how it came about, so I used to work in social care with um, disadvantaged families and um, special needs children and adults. Um, and that's really where my sort of qualifications lie. Um, my husband, who is a very successful creative art director, um, has uh, he's sort of like an ideas man and works for big brands. He's loosely worked with voice actors. And when we first got together about um, 10 years ago, I used to sort of prat around the house um, doing voices, <laughs> in inverted commas, <laughs> as all great voice actors do. And uh, he, he said to me, he was like, you know, actually, you're quite good. And the irony is I don't actually do any character work at all. But that's yeah. how that's how the, the idea came. And he said, um, you know, you should look into voice acting. He's, you know, I've worked with voice actors. You're actually quite good. And that's when I was like, ah, oh, is that a real job? That's weird. <laughs> and uh, anybody that's worked in uh, the social sector will know that it's not that fun. <laughs> and the money is pretty crap. Um, and it's, you know, it's a really, really hard, hard job to do. Um, so he mentioned this and then as I continued to v- develop my career in social care and um, progressed my qualifications and took on, um, you know, basically more depressing roles, um, I I came to a conclusion that it was just too hard. And I thought, right, what, you know, what else am I going to do? Because that's all I'd known. And then I thought, oh, actually, there was that voice acting thingy, Bobby Majiggy. Um, so one Christmas, I was bought, uh, so I've, I've got a friend, actually, one of my NCT friends, she's an actress. And uh, hi, Davina Moon, by the way. Um, she's in the new James Bond movie. How exciting, how exciting. exciting. Oh, yeah, she's proper, proper, proper. Um, and so I sort of spoke to her about it, because I just, you know, sort of presumed, well, actor, voice actor, they're the same thing. Evidently, they're not. Um and I can say that now, six years in. <laughs> and uh, 
she knew a studio in London and she said, you know, if you're interested, just go along. They do these sort of introductory workshops. So I checked out their website and um, for a, a Christmas, I got bought a package and it was an introductory introductory workshop to voiceover, um, some one-to-one vocal training and record your reels um, and all that jazz. Mm. So I went along up to London totally. I was, st- I was still in my job at this point, so it was totally out of my uh, comfort zone. And I was there with about six or seven other hopeful, you know, VOs. And I got given, a, it was a dating app script obviously because you know I'm just terribly sexy (laughs) of course Uh, there was that and I got another kind of uh, slightly chavvy bit of a London thing and uh, so I did that so I went into this recording booth never done I'd literally never done anything like that I didn't even like making up my own voicemail on my phone it was like that bad you know you know when you're younger and you're like oh no is that what I sound like yeah um so I went into their really amazing studio and um, delivered these t- these two scripts. And I was like, I, s- I saw the reaction of the people through the glass. And I was like, oh, I think I might be good at this. I think maybe <laughs> I found something um, in, my, in my 30, 30th year of life that I'm actually naturally <laughs> wow. good at. There's not too much of an effort. Um, <laughs> um, but it was weird because it was, I just presumed that it was just reading. And I was like, mm. well, I can definitely read. And then, so, you know, the effort didn't come in the voicing, but in the delivery and all of that stuff. Because as I say, you know, I didn't even take part in, I didn't do drama, I didn't take part in any school productions or anything like that. So that was a challenge. But the vocal element was definitely just something that I was mm. seemed seemed to have. Um, and that's, you know, not me blowing my own trumpet at all. It's just, you know, just seemed to be the case. Yep, um, so I left there thinking, ah, oh, man, yeah, I like that. That was fun. And I think I'm quite good at it. Um, so then from there, I just uh, continued to have vocal training. I then took part in um, tech training. So building your home studio, editing, uh, voiceover, uh, business for voiceover, breathing courses, um, you name it, I did it. And all the while I was still working in my real life, in my um, social care job. And then I thought, right, actually, yeah, I'm definitely going to do this. So I spent about six months saving up my salary and uh, then I quit my job, uh, much wow. to the dismay of my whole family who had paid for, Ooh, wow. you know, years of private school education. And they were like, what is she doing? Um, and, hey. you know. My mum was like, oh, yeah, I, I don't think you should be doing this. Uh, my dad likes anything that's new. So he was he was quite interested. But everyone else okay. was like, OK, she's totally lost lost her marbles this time. Um, so, yeah, six months, saved up my salary, quit my job. So I knew that I had about five or between five to seven months of salary to keep me going. So, Same. you know, on a practical level. And I just spent... Those first, I've, for the first two months, I signed up to numerous places, places that I, I since regret, um, but I signed up to numerous places and I sent thousands of marketing emails, like thousands. I just sat there day after day researching, emailing, um, and it really put me in good standing. And that's mm-hmm. where that's where I learned, you know, it's a numbers yeah. game and it's all, you know, and that's where so many people fall down. They just don't want to do the boring stuff, but that's, you've got to do the boring stuff to get to the fun stuff. So um, I spent a long, long time doing that, continued continued my training. Um, and then about two years in, um, I was getting contacted a lot. I think people could see, um, ha- you know, sort of how well I was doing and they were quite interested, you know, and I started getting contacted. How can I get into voiceover? Blah, blah, blah. So I started giving away a lot of time and information to people. And then I suddenly thought uh, one week I'd banked up something stupid like I'd given away 10 hours of my time um and you know I'm just quite a giving person so I didn't really stop and think about it um and then I thought oh hang on a minute I'm I'm actually a qualified coach from my previous um life and I'd worked in the education sector for a long long time so I have a slight teaching and coaching element well qualified coach but slight teaching element um both my parents ran really successful marketing companies. Uh, So I knew 
you know, from them about marketing stuff. My sister Mm -hmm. is an accountant. So she taught me all my business stuff, you know, the fundamentals of bookkeeping, invoicing, tracking, spreadsheets and all that sort of thing. And I was like, what am I like? There's a niche here because all the training I had and I continue to do comes from lots of different sources. And it, it always has done. And I hadn't trained with anybody who had what I wanted and I wanted everything together. I wanted someone to talk to me about introductory, the introduction to, a you know, the voiceover industry, mm-hmm. how to set up a home studio, how to edit, how to market yourself, how to invoice, where should I sign up online? Are pay to play sites decent? All these things. Yeah, like and a one-stop then, shop. Yeah. And I was like, ah, there's a niche here and I'm going to do it. <laughs> so uh, to, to only two years in at this point, I, I built my course Gosh. and um, yeah, it just took off really. <laughs> yeah, it's been really, yeah, it has been really successful. And I really enjoy it because voice acting is quite a solitary job to do. Yeah, I was just thinking that if you've obviously had a, a very sociable job, obviously a very challenging job, I'm guessing a very rewarding job as mm. well previously. But yeah, you would have been used to being around a lot of people. Absolutely. And then to then go in a booth and you're you're on your own it just kind of added a nice element and dynamic Mm. for me where I could meet people that were really keen and um and then yeah after after my first sort of five people they just people seem to be so pleased with this sort of you know all-encompassing amount of information that I had to offer so um I you know I continue training and um I always add it add what I've learned into my course I have no Mm -hmm. fear of passing on the information that I know as a voice actor to other people that are wanting to be voice actors because as as we spoke about um when you joined me it is a tough industry and I know how competitive it is and and there's certain personality types that will be able to crack it um talent to the side totally you know talent's the smallest element um so a lot, lots of my colleagues were, you know, God, I can't believe we're going to teach more people to come into our oversaturated industry. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. Like how many of the people that I, are, you know, how many people do you actually know who are willing to sit and send thousands and thousands of emails? And you, you know, as the saying goes, you can lead, you can lead a horse to water. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, more than happy to pass on everything I know. And I don't keep anything under wraps and what people choose to do with that is you know totally up to them so such a like a sense of satisfaction you know I know from teaching so I'm and I, I, I got that energy from you like you are an excellent teacher let me just say that and ah thank you <laughs> it, it came across that you're obviously very very passionate about what you do yeah but also you're very passionate about your course because it's something that you've built yeah. and when you're seeing people learning and, and understanding and getting excited and asking questions and being curious like that's a real satisfaction for you because you've built this from the ground up absolutely and that's like such a reaffirming thing for you like I've done the right thing for sure I'm meant to be doing this absolutely and it was it's interesting you say that because I was only speaking to my um mum a couple of days ago and I I was uh speaking to a voice actor I was coaching a voice actor who's been in the industry for a long 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 time as I always say the the voiceover industry is quite split they're sort of old school voiceover artists new school voiceover artists you know hallelujah for the um internet um because yes. the likes of me can access you know voiceover jobs um and working with this person who's been in the industry for like 20 you know 20 odd years the insight that i had as a new age voice actor was revolutionary to him and just to, to kind of see that like oh i hadn't even thought about that and you know for example like google business ads you know mm. they're not that um thought of by voice actors but, you know, this is just a perfect way to advertise and it just links up, you know, everything online. And um, so, yeah, I definitely do th- get that reaffirming feeling yeah. from from teaching for sure. Um, and I think a lot of people that are self-employed and that have really grafted to get where they are, they just get it. So there is this sense of, you know what, if I can just help somebody out, there's that sense of like, yeah, if somebody had done that for me and, and probably people have in the past done that for you and, you know, I've been helped out in the past, so it's my turn to like help Absolutely. someone. And obviously your course is a different thing, but, and I know you're probably still offering information that you're not getting paid for but that's what you do because we all need a bit of a help sometimes absolutely and you know 
I wouldn't have had the successes I've had if it weren't for other voiceovers more experienced than me handing information over to me for Mm. free. And, you know, I still have to ask all the time other more experienced voice actors, especially for quoting. I mean, it's Mm. total head fuck. So I'm constantly reaching out to more experienced voice actors. Um, But initially, prior to talking about sort of giving back, prior to the course um, that I delivered to you and and the other ladies. Um, The reason I thought to do that again this year was last year I'd worked with um, a guy who, it's it's quite a sad story. Do you want to hear it? So yeah. it's a nice, no, it's a nice, it's, okay, it's, it's, no, it's a nice story. Does it have well, a happy ending? It does actually. It does have a happy ending. <laughs> okay, that's good. It does have a happy that. ending. Um, so um, I was on one of the many voiceover Facebook forums and uh, somebody was posting up all of their equipment and they basically had put this post saying, you know, selling for like a bundle, X amount of money, um, voiceover hasn't really worked out for me. And my son's quite poorly at the minute. So um, basically my wife's given me an ultimatum and I've, you know, I've been trying to crack this industry for about three years now. I haven't gotten anywhere. Um, So I'm selling all my stuff and I'm going to concentrate on my son. And I was like, oh man, like that kind of uh, deep rooted element inside me to care for people from my social care background. I was like, I, I need to find out what's going on here. Like, because I actually do believe, and I say this to every one of the people that work with me, I do believe there is a voiceover job for every voice. That does not mean you're going to be able to buy a house with your income. <laughs> yes, but, uh. but if you really want to do voice acting, I genuinely genuinely believe that there is a voice for a job somewhere so having seen this guy's post I was just like no I just I just now can't sit on that so I dropped him a message and I said you know I don't want your stuff um and I don't want anything from you but could you just explain your sort of situation and as it turned out he'd been as as he'd said in his post trying to crack the voiceover industry for three years he'd converted his attic and it was a really good recording space um he'd converted his attic he'd been um applying for jobs left right and center he'd been totally scammed into an audition the way he had to travel up to london pay to audition i mean he'd had a real real shitty time all the while his 18-year-old son had been diagnosed with a really rare form of leukemia two days after his birthday, his 18th birthday. Um, He was a lorry driver and he he has a cracking voice. So I, you know, I sort of read this, I was like, this is just awful. And his son's name was the same as my son and they were a similar age. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. Um, So I said, oh, you know, out of curiosity, just send me over something you've done. Now, I am not a vocal coach. I do not claim to be, but I am a voice actor. I've been doing this for five years. I do have an ear for a decent sort of voice. And if you've got some uh, of the sort of bare talent needed. And I was really impressed. He'd had no vocal training, no tech training. He'd mix some reels. Now, you know, an audio engineer would have been able to tell that you know, they weren't up to scratch particularly, but his raw talent, I was like, man, this guy needs to stop driving lorries and starts, needs to stop being a voice actor. There's nothing wrong with driving lorries, but he needed to be a voice actor. Um, so I basically said, look, I, I do believe that every voice can get a voiceover job. If this is something you really want to do, this is my course. And I sent it, I was like, you get it for free. Like, I just cannot handle that. You're not going to see your, passion out when you're going through such a shitty time yeah what is it to me to give you six hours of my time over a month what is that that is nothing and um so we did that and he 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 uh a really good friend of mine jack allen um who is a producer um kindly gave his time and expertise and built his reels for him for free Kane Harrison gave him Kane Harrison is one of the um, partners of Voices UK Um, that's a lie voice finder (laughs) and uh, he gave him a free uh, year subscription so all these people started coming out and he was so overwhelmed at the generosity and totally bemused because he was like, why, why would you do this? And my answer was like, why fucking not? Like, why fucking not? So for, and at, the, at this time, his son was now in isolation in hospital 
nobody could visit. He was having wow. some some intensive, intensive treatment. And he was just, I think, most thankful for a focus outside of that tragic situation. It just, I gave him an hour and a half a week for a month where he was just himself and doing something, learning stuff that he didn't know that he'd not come across in the three years that he'd been trying to learn from various sources online. Um, And he was just so thankful. And it made me feel so good. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I got to do this. So I was actually talking to um, a really good friend of mine, um, Oz, who uh, was one of the producers over at Penny Appeal, who, who I do a lot of work for, but he's actually subsequently left. But I was talking to him and I do a lot of voiceovers around um, Eid for them, uh, for the Muslim community and Mm -hmm. uh, can speak a fraction of Arabic. I'll have you know now. And um, well, he's taught me, Oz has taught me. Um, (laughs) And I I was talking to him and I was like, oh, I've just started doing this thing. And I was like, I just feel really good and I want to tell someone. And he explained to me um, so much about the Muslim faith is about giving so much back um and he taught he taught me so much and he was like Liz he calls me Liz which is weird because no one does but he was like Liz (laughs) you should really consider doing this once a year because it's just it will mean a lot to people and it's not that much of your life so that is how I came about to do that this year yes and I sent you a message saying oh I totally don't deserve this like you should totally give it to somebody else (laughs) (laughs) and you kindly came back and said don't kick a gift horse in the mouth or whatever the, yeah. <laughs> the phrase is well, and that's the thing you know I, so a friend of mine who's been on the podcast he'd tagged me in your post that's right yeah and then I was like oh that was lovely of Graham to think of me so then I messaged you to say that and then you were like why are you saying no like I'm Just offering you it. yeah but that's the thing isn't it it's like you know well I'm like well I've not got this terribly tragic life story or whatever like so I don't deserve this but the thing about it is when you're offered something, I think you just got to go, okay, so this is this is meant to be and yeah. I will then have the opportunity to pay that that kindness forward uh, in some way, absolutely. shape or form. Absolutely. You know I mean? And like the connection that you and I have made, like, you know, I'm, I'm glad I now know you as a yeah. person and absolutely. I'm like, well, now I can tell, you know, if there is ever an opportunity that I can promote your course, I tell how, anyone how wonderful you are as a voice actor, I'm going to do that yeah. because I've spent enough time to know that Lizzie's a good person yeah an absolute expert you know top, top professional in your your field so that but, you know I I'm mean, going to promote you because you know I believe in what you do and I know you're excellent at it yeah but irrespective of that totally irrespective of that it's for for me it's just more about somebody really wants to do something and, and I can help they, them do it and I can help them do it yeah and totally. I'm just going to do that and it was interesting so I I put out this thing on my Instagram about you know nominate somebody that you think might be deserving of you know um my cause blah blah and I I probably got about 40 or 50 submissions of people um and I had not intended to run a group at all (laughs) but I like kind of like researched I did research you (laughs) and I did some research into all, all the nominations and stuff like that and I was like oh man I can't choose I can't choose so so that's how I landed with with you three but um landed um was blessed with the presence of um (laughs) but yeah no it's just a really nice thing to do Uh, yeah you're such an example of how people should just operate do you know what it reminds me of though you know you know in that friends episode when phoebe's trying to convince joey that there's no such thing as a selfless good deed (laughs) and i was like ah this is i'm just doing this so i feel good It's just a bonus. It's just a bonus. It's a byproduct of the doing the thing. Do you know what I mean? It's nice that you feel good while doing it. That's great. Do you know what I mean? Nobody would want you to be tortured while having to do something (laughs) better for somebody else. Do you know what I mean? That is very true. That is very true. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's, you know, that's where I, yeah, that's really where I'm at. But about, God, quite a few months ago, maybe six months ago, um, Tanya Rich, um, the um, renowned voice up voice actress um she came across my course online and uh she headhunted me somewhat and uh got me to join the richcraft team as one of the marketing business and voiceover marketing business coaches so um i work alongside richcraft now as well so it's been crazy because five five years ago i was working in a school as a designated safeguarding lead attending child protection meetings with some really sad cases and now I don't. <laughs> yeah. 
So you and know, I think you know you it's just like your, your life course. Do you know what I mean? But like you probably know you can never have imagined at that point what you'd be doing now. That, that there's such a dramatic shift. Oh, yeah, I could I couldn't have plucked it out of a hat. Uh-huh. Like, but I love how you know and you know we talk about this kind of taking a leap of faith obviously there was a lot of planning you know like you said you saved up your salary for six months yeah. like it wasn't just an overnight like do you know what I've always fancied being yeah. a voice actor I'm just going to quit my job and people do that oh yeah yeah and they and, the, and they make Crazy. it success or yeah. whatever it is like quite often but I mean you know as a procrastinator as a serial procrastinator Ooh. I'm like I could never do that yeah but it was still obviously a leap of faith and you know you've got responsibilities a family absolutely lots going on but you obviously there was some sort of kind of innate belief in yourself well I don't know if it's that actually Lisa but um I am <laughs> and actually it it was never a case of like I I believe I can make this work it was a case of well I have to make it work I will make it work just without even a question and but I I am a little bit explosive like that <laughs> well that, listen that's not such a bad thing do you know what I mean like you're just that to have that intention like I'm just going to my eyes in the prize I'm just going to make it work and I'm going to work dead dead hard I'm going to knock my pan in for however yeah. long it takes I'm going to do all the grafting like you say like helping other people and maybe giving them advice and stuff there's no you can't like skip a step everybody's still going to need to do the, the work like you yeah. were saying and that's exactly what you did and that's why you deserve where you've got to because it has been a graft yeah. All, albeit you know you've obviously got the talent and you've got the beautiful voice that you know obviously people need and want I mean when you sent me that first voicemail I was like oh my word <laughs> oh shut up do you know it's really funny actually I've got a colleague so uh-huh. so so obviously the voice I'm talking to you in now is, is my my natural sort of speaking yes. voice and I don't tend to voice much in this voice because I okay. do sound even though I'm living on the you know in in Surrey and I'm right on the Thames so I should sound terribly neutral and estuary um I definitely have more of my sister would refer to it as a Essex twang um and uh, you know I do get cast for a lot of London jobs where they want me to edge up more of my natural kind of uh, London sound um but yeah I don't actually voice a lot in my own voice and a colleague of mine was like you just really should actually do more in your own voice you've got a lovely speaking voice but I just hate (laughs) it I still hate it I still fucking hate it no you sent me that voicemail I was like to my friend listen to this (laughs) oh my goodness I was like I know oh that's hilarious I love that that is hilarious (laughs) I love that (laughs) so for anyone who thinks they have sussed it and they know what a day in the life of a voiceover actor looks like sounds mm-hmm. like what does it sound like and look like <laughs> okay um my day starts at about six o'clock because I have a really annoying French bulldog who wakes up at that time and I immediately uh check my emails and uh, not Instagram much to some people's shock I'm sure because I do love a bit of Instagram um but immediately I check my um emails and anybody that's emailed me, I will email them straight back because I work a lot with Europe and the States. Uh, so we're all on different time frames. So it's just really important that I am um, responsive. Mm. Then once I've sort of sorted the kids out, whenever they've buggered off, hopefully outside of COVID, um, I then normally have a couple of auditions to do, um, whether that be through any online platforms or any of my agents. Then I spend a lot of time sending and chasing invoices. It's really dull, yes, really joys. dull, really dull. Pay me the money. <laughs> oh, but I need the money, damn it. Um, I don't live in fresh air, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, shocking, <laughs> shocking. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, so I've got, I'm really fortunate I've got an office in my house, so I come up to my office, and it's where my booth is, so start ploughing out the invoices, so I check my um, spreadsheets and think, oh, yes, 25 invoices overdue. Uh, so then I start ploughing through those, and that was, that always leads on to numerous other stuff. You know, can you um, can you uh, go to my Google business page and leave me a review? Can I get a copy of the ad we produce so that I've got it for my record so that I can update my website, blah, blah, blah. A um, couple more custom demos. And then if I'm fortunate enough to have booked a job, um, then I'll be recording that job, depending whether it's directed or not, depends when I do it. Then obviously I'll be editing that job up. Um, if I'm feeling motivated, 
Um, COVID has zapped that from me. I'm not going to lie. I am so thankful that I ploughed so much effort before COVID. I, I definitely chose a good time to come into the voiceover industry because mm. um, I think it's even more saturated now with lots of actors that have been out of work that are taking up voice acting. I have, and I'm not going to lie, I've been coasting on on clients that I built up in the three years prior to three and a half years prior to COVID. Um, but prior to COVID, I would, I'd be there marching on sending, mm. you know, loads and loads of emails. Um, but now I have built up quite a good kind of regular client base. I've probably got about 80 regular clients. Um, and yeah, so one of them, weekly at some point need something um and then outside of that random people you know contacting me um can you do me a demo can you do this job um so it's a total mishmash i would say 20 well a good day 25 percent of my day is recording the rest is yeah. business a bad day today was a, a zero recording day which is fine mm -hmm. um i sent six auditions um, I don't get paid. I don't charge people for auditions or demos. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that's a pitch and that's m money that could come to me. So, um, yeah, today, no paid voicing. And it's funny, actually, every time I see my mum, she says, oh, have you had any work paid work today? <laughs> She's still really concerned <laughs> yeah. five years on. And it's like, mum, like, I'm not going to get work every day um I do get work now yes. five years in every week yes. um and some weeks are every day and yes. then you can go four days nothing and then you on the Friday you get a really good gig and it mm. used to panic me um before I kind of eased into the ebb and flow of, of freelance not just voice yeah. acting but freelance yeah um yeah because I think that's the thing about you know if someone's always been freelance it's just the norm to not necessarily make money every day or even every week yeah or sometimes there's a whole month when you're absolutely no doing yeah. that's the norm and other people are like oh I couldn't I couldn't handle that but like yourself you did obviously transition from a regular you know, income yeah income that must have been difficult as well just to be like all oh, right this is this is how this goes yeah very challenging and I think that was that was what was really fortunate about one having the the idea that right actually I need to save up an amount of salary to keep me going yes because then I thought right if I've got this x amount of money banked up any money that I start to make from any voicing I'm going to then bank that up and I mean I am really anal with money so one of the things that I try and uh, teach you know uh, coach anybody that I work with I always try and have six months salary as a rule banked up so, you know, I can make two months salary in a week sometimes mm -hmm. and then I can go for a month and make half a month's salary. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. But I think if you're if you're um, clever about it and you don't think, right, I've earned £6,000 in two weeks, that's good. I'm just going to go and spunk all that. Yeah. You know, you, if you, you, you can't think like that because one of the first lessons I learned was August for voice acting. It's dead. Because Europe wow. goes on holiday. So I had Gosh. been so busy. I was inundated with work. And I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. August hit. I was like, oh, they found out. I had this imposter <laughs> syndrome. I was like, they found out. I just I just work in social care. I don't know what I'm doing. Chap, chap. It was awful. And then it happened That's again the next own. year. And then again the next year. So um, very quickly, yeah. I learned if you were just a little bit clever with your money, Instead of having that fear, so, I mean, I used to be far more anal with my marketing and, you know, really, really, really tenacious and pushy. But actually, it is important to get a better work-life balance. So, like, earlier I was floating around my daughter's ridiculously sized paddling pool on a unicorn yes. floaty. And, you know, I could have definitely been sending out 30 emails in that tower, um, but... I'm not going to fret about it because it's a really hot day and I've worked yeah, really hard for so long. Exactly. You need to reap the benefits. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Like, <laughs> that's the whole point. Like, yeah. you don't live to work, work to live. Absolutely. So I, have, I have, I think there's a transition you have to make. I think people coming into the voiceover industry fail to remember they are starting a small business. Yeah. And my dad taught me, in the so in the first year that I was working, 
I, I think I earned something like £12,000. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of money. However, £12,000 to somebody who's never been a voice actor. Yes, please. Thank you very much. That's a good starting point. And what my dad and what made me realize that that was a really positive thing when I was thinking, shit, 12 grand. I hope I don't earn 12 grand next year. My dad said most small businesses are running at a deficit for like four years. He was like, you saved up six months salary. You've earned 12 grand. Like, that is really yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of people think, right, this is voice acting and they they fail to bleed that into the to the idea that they are starting a small business. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. really glad I hounded it in those those first couple of years because especially since COVID, and now that I am more established and I have my regular clients, now I can reap the benefits of actually chilling out sometimes not not often I'm not that much of a chilled person but sometimes <laughs> sometimes no but that's and that was what was so valuable about your course as well aside from you know obviously the nitty-gritty of like equipment and editing and all the kind of voiceover bit then when it got to like like you said there like you are running a small business it is all of that and if you've never ran a small business yeah you don't know about invoicing and you don't yeah, know about daunting. how you charge and you know dealing with clients and yeah emailing back and forth like some people that's maybe not even been in their line of work like like you're seeing that person that was a lorry driver that's yeah. maybe something that they've never had to deal with at all not even in their other profession so yeah yeah that was so valuable as well like obviously I'm aware of that from my side of things but even it's different in the voice over world because the way that you charge and the way that you deal with clients will be slightly different to the way you do yeah. my job and it was just so valuable and I thought especially for people that are coming into this totally fresh with you know eyes wide open thinking this is amazing but oh, I actually you've still got to put all the graft in yeah. after you've done the actual work then you need to like work yeah get paid. <laughs> it's funny actually I was working with a guy the other day really really nice guy um Sebastian and we were talking about what something something slightly techy and I can't think what it was now but uh literally when I was in my social care job I had an email account because I had to for work I did mm-hmm. not have a personal one. Well, I, right. I was so anti-tech. And not because I hate tech, just because I hate anything I don't know. I'm really scared of it. So I was like, you know, it's insane to think now that I like edit audio, like all of this stuff. I'm like, what? I literally like didn't a one even, woman band. I like, did no. not have an email account. Like, what That's is nice. going on? It's like, <laughs> they thought that was quite funny. Like, I know. they live on the internet. <laughs> yeah, literally. Now, yeah, basically. <laughs> It was fascinating, actually, just you obviously delivering your course and, and obviously giving us snippets of experience and things, you know, scenarios that you've come across. Like that's really valuable as well. I think of somebody who's, who is doing it and is in the mix and has been doing it for a while. Like you can't buy that kind of no. sort of like information and knowledge and insight. You know, it's yeah. really really cool to to speak to someone who's doing it and has made a success of it. And um, you know, talking about the internet as well. And, like obviously, once I had been tagged in your your post, hmm. then you know I found your amazing Instagram, and oh. I wanted to get into the social media chat if you're up for it. Absolutely, because um, I think that's just such an important tool that we have, and there's lots of bad things about the internet and about social media, and we're on it too much, and blah blah blah. Yeah, but you and I maybe never would have connected had it not been for Absolutely. social media. Yeah, uh, but I just think I just love your Instagram because I just think <laughs> you're, it's just like it's so fun. Yeah, but, oh, it's, but it's Lizzie Jobling, like voiceover actor, but you're having fun and it's a great yeah. way to promote what you do, but also promote like, I'm a person, I'm an actual human yeah. being, like I'm not a vessel, I'm, 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 I'm obviously in your job, you're like a, I think you said before, you're like the vessel for the, the message, message kind of thing, Yeah, but I think it, clients and people that you are going to come and do your course especially, Mm-hmm. Need to know that you're like a fun person that's approachable yeah. and like yeah. doesn't take himself really, too seriously. Absolutely. And that's really that's such a good point. And I think, you know, we spoke about it um, when we were working together that when I first started, and interestingly, before we started recording, you said, you know, do you want to be known as Lizzie or Elizabeth? And uh, as I said to you when we were um working together, I met this guy years ago and uh, he asked what my name was, and I said, Oh, it's Lizzie. And he said, Oh, is that short for Elizabeth? And I said, yeah, and he said, "Oh, really? You should introduce yourself as Elizabeth because it's uh, people will take you more seriously." Is what he said. So when I started my own business, which was terribly exciting, I thought, "Oh, I definitely need to be Elizabeth because I'm not a very serious person, and I need people to take me terribly seriously." Um, and actually, as I said to you, as the years have gone on, 
I've actually become more authentic in my um, social media posting and um, online presence in general. And the more authentic I am online, the more success I have. And, you know, there's a fine line. I, you know, I, I am quite wired. <laughs> I'm not the most um, ordinary of folk at all. You know, there's things that I think and say and do in my in my private life that I would not be posting on social media and that's just sensible however I am not Elizabeth Jobling and I'm only going to post as Elizabeth Jobling because that's just bullshit (laughs) and it's all about authenticity so absolutely and I think everybody knows like I spoke to an artist about this recently as well and she was talking about the world of you know fine art and being a woman in art as well and that kind of idea of like your professionalism and I was complimenting on the fact that her Instagram is very although I didn't know her prior to doing the podcast yeah. I was like I get a sense of who you are wow. and, I, and that's what drew me to your art because then it was like you know I appreciated your art first and foremost that's the thing yeah. I saw first but then I got to know the artist via your social media and then I wanted to know more and I think that's that's the joy of social media is that you can let people into your world a wee bit and it's like absolutely peeking behind the curtains as well because people don't know yeah necessarily what a day in the life looks like like a voice over artist and it's exciting to see Lizzie in our booth doing yeah. a thing like who you're yeah. writing for today what you're up today and obviously like you're saying it's not all exciting like there's the, the graft and all that but yeah it's just a window into somebody else's life and like you're saying it's not the whole picture because we are multifaceted people with lots of things going on in our life and it Absolutely. doesn't always to go on social media Absolutely. but I just I get I really I think you've nailed the social media it's fun but it, it's very much your personality comes across and I think especially as a teacher someone who's asking people to come on board and that's a vulnerable thing like you know yourself like it's a lot to go into a new thing I I think your personality comes across in your social media and I think it's great yeah oh thank you that's really nice Lisa thank you um yeah I mean it is a challenge because like for example recently there was um it was the National Autistic Day on the Mm -hmm. 2nd of April which is actually my birthday Mm -hmm. and um I having been diagnosed with Asperger's late in life, about four years ago, my son, my 16-year-old son, um, is autistic. I, um, and with my prior experience in special needs industry and um, working in social care, I'm a huge advocate for the um, autistic community. And I offer a lot of um, consultations to women and families looking for diagnosis and advice. And I, I do a lot of that. And and I don't plaster that all over my work um social media however um when it was um uh, the national autistic um day on the 2nd of april i was like actually i'm I'm all for being authentic and i talk about that quite a lot and i was like you know is it right if i don't say anything on this day (laughs) is it really is that being authentic and i thought no it's not (laughs) and i thought actually you know as long as i'm not plastering you know my opinions and things in people's faces on a a topic that's totally separate to my work thing then I think actually it's important that people use um if they have you know doesn't matter what platform but if they have a platform and a voice to say something then they should I had a lot of clients that didn't know that I had Asperger's um saw that particular post and I spent uh, actually for that week I did a different post every day about things that people may not have known about um, autistic spectrum conditions. And I had a lot of clients reach out and uh, they were just really nice. And I'd been so frightened um, because I just thought, you know, people's misconceptions of autism and what would they think of me and will they stop using me? That's why you need people like you to to put these things out in the world because it it just sparks up conversation. It it encourages people to ask questions if they don't know, if that's not in their world, if they've not, they don't know anyone with Asperger's or autism and and they they think they know, but they would like to know more. Mm -hmm. You're the very person that, you know, putting that out in the world, come and ask me a question. So many voice actors reached out to me asking me, you know, saying they'd had a suspicion they'd had a feeling they would had a thought and with with the information I shared over that week they had resonated a lot with what I'd said and then I'd signposted them on to where they could possibly get help but it was that it was in fact exactly what you just said Lisa about so that fear I felt of like oh man like people's misconceptions because they don't understand as I hadn't hence my late diagnosis um I was like that is the fear that I am feeling is the reason Mm -hmm you have to say yes. something because everybody has the fear of the unknown and I have the known. So 
you know, it was I mean, just really the thing is, you don't, you didn't have to, because you wouldn't want to put the pressure on anybody. That's your life. That's that's for you to keep private if you want to. But if you had an inkling, if you had a, a an opportunity, a, yeah, uh-huh, and an opportunity, and you felt comfortable enough, although it might still have been a scary, like you're saying, and that's understandable. Um, I think that's just to be commended and like celebrated for mm. sure. But like that, not not necessarily everybody would feel comfortable, and that is stepping out your Absolutely. comfort zone and sharing something about your life that's quite rightly. Mm. to be private or just absolutely you know but it's it's like you're saying with your platform because you obviously have people that follow you that a bit like your your courses it's an opportunity to help other people yeah and in doing so you would have felt better for it so it's like well actually that all that trepidation about putting out in the world there was nothing to worry about because it was all positive yeah and a lot of the um people that reached out to me thereafter definitely have the mindset that you've just spoken about you know they would not be willing to share that, does it? But they were just thankful that actually there was somebody within their industry that yes. that they could, um, you know, resonate with a little bit. And they, yeah, they, you know, they were like, "I'm keeping quiet, but thank you very much for yes. not." <laughs> totally. And that's always nice. That's always nice. Everybody needs somebody that you know they can think, "Oh, I'm quite similar," or you know, whatever. Of course. So and no, you might have inspired was- someone else to speak up about something else. Yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, it's yeah. like when you feel the feeling and you feel like it's right, then just go with your gut because nine times out of ten, it'll be the right thing to yeah. do and good things will come from it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that's what we've all got to do more of is just like we're all putting a front on, kidding on that we're all like professional and everything's, you know, and that's the, the and that we're not, we're not as well. kind of real people. Which I, I mean, it's on. a highlight reel a lot of the time. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I mean, I'm not necessarily going to put all my personal information on yeah. social media and, and that's fine. You know, here's my dinner, here's my nice cat. Yeah. But if there's a moment in time where it just feels right to just be a bit real, a bit more authentic, then Absolutely. That, you know, it's important to, to take that step kind of yeah. thing. And I think sort of linking back to your original question about social media and, and you know, ultimately, whether it's through a screen or, in, you know, somebody stood in front of you, people buy into and connect and like people. So, you know, the more authentic you can be within a kind of professional um, manner, especially if it's, you know, it's a work Instagram, then, yeah, it's just just do it. Just do it. And that's why I really appreciate people doing this podcast, like yourself, like in this moment, like, can I just say thank you for sharing that story with me and being so open because the long form way that a podcast is that you get into conversations and you get Mm. to know people more. And so maybe somebody follows your Instagram and they think they've got a sense of what what you do and what your life is like. And then we have this conversation and and it just opens, it sparks up conversations, inspires people. If nobody was to listen to this, I'm having a lovely time. But yeah. I know that <laughs> but I know that other people will get something from this and that's why I do it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like just talk to people and ask questions. Yeah. And you just never know what you can learn. Like we should always be curious. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. I mean, originally I funnily enough, I uh <laughs> even though I'd worked in special needs for God so many years, it, it was only watching a, a panel of women talking about high functioning autism and Asperger's that the penny dropped for me. Wow. And I, I'd worked in, you know, and qualified in that industry. And I'd, because of Jeez. the media's representation and because of the lack of research and, and the lack of real human stories, I had been somewhat brainwashed into thinking I knew what autism was. And, you know, I had a, at the time, quite a young, very, very textbook autistic child and being a boy as well. And with, um, autism only with no sort of comorbid um, conditions Mm -hmm. I thought I knew autism and it was only hearing these other women speak a bit like you know what you were just saying I was like wow yeah actually (laughs) something else is going on it is so interesting it's so important that people just just talk and, and you know be authentic and then it just makes everyone feel better that we're all living a shit show really (laughs) we're all just making it up totally making it up are we meant to know what we're doing are we I'm like, everybody else looks like they've got this sus. Like, nah. what's going on? A lion. A lion. They're all lying. A lion. <laughs> the good thing with doing this podcast is I'm learning that more and more because everybody that looks like they've got it together is still going, oh, guy, no, there's the imposter syndrome's definitely there. Or, yeah, I totally yeah. messed that up. And I'm like, great, that's good. That's that, more of that. I'm writing, more that down. People. I'm writing that down. <laughs> and I guess, like, if you were to, like, pick out some highlights of your career, because obviously oh. I know some of the stuff that you've worked on, and it's not to say you've got favourites, because I'm sure, obviously, all your clients <laughs> are very valuable and valued. Yeah. 
But um, have there been like standout moments? Just like pinch me moments. You're like, wow, ah, this is my life. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was getting my Sainsbury's, my my in store Sainsbury's because Amazing. like, I like that is so weird to me. Like so even cute. now. Every time, because I've got a Sainsbury's locally, I literally walk in there. And do you know how much restraint it takes to not <laughs> grab someone and go, that's me. Can you hear that? You should totally, because they'd probably be like, no, it isn't. No, it <laughs> like, isn't. Yes. And you're nuts. And also, yeah, also they'd just be like, like, what? What are you even talking about? In fact, my my brother's, my brother, my brother-in-law's mother for years thought I sat in the back office on a tannoy. <laughs> Just the saying f- the messages. <laughs> I was like, oh no, it's much more glam than that. I'm sat at home. Um, so when I got the call, when I got the call from Kane Harrison, and he he actually said that the um the woman who'd played uh, Doctor Who, she had had the contract for like four years prior, and they were like, yeah, they really? want they want you to take over from her. And oh I was like, Lord. oh my god, because I'd only been voice acting for six months wow and I was just like are you kidding because one of the things with voice acting as we sort of touched on it is so you know it's like buses like you can have no work for days and then suddenly you get all this work and it's you know it's quite nerve-wracking but something like an in-store messaging cam, you know contract or campaign whatever you're doing it's not massive money but it is a, like a drip 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 and they're the clients you want you get enough of those drip, drip, drip clients, then your bills are paid and everything else is a bonus. So for me, I've had some really cool jobs in the past, especially the past like year or two. I think the more I've been established, I've got some bigger, big, big sort of global brands. But I am still so proud that I am the voice of Sainsbury's. So you should be. And I, and I just, but funny, the imposter syndrome comes in and I think you won't have it forever. <laughs> And I'm like, oh no, one day they're going to pick someone else and they'll say, oh, um, it used to be the Doctor Who lady. Then it was that, have you ever heard of that Lizzie Jobling? Well, they don't want her now. So it's you. <laughs> well, well, maybe something to follow in your footsteps for sure. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, the Sainsbury thing, but also the um, more recently, yeah, my One Voice Award was like, I, I've never cried out of happiness ever. Literally, I'm a, quite a callous, cold kind of woman. Um, and I was sitting in the vets and uh, a co- as you do with my dog. I wasn't going for myself. Uh, I didn't need my flea jab or anything. And um, in fact, Jack Allen, who who I spoke of earlier, who uh, the producer guy who who did the reels um, for one of my students, um, he emailed me and he's like, "Congratulations on your One Voice nomination." And I was like. Are you kidding? Because that's a really mean thing to do. <laughs> like, are you totally winding me up? And he was like, oh, shit. He was like, I hope I, hope I haven't misread your name on the list because that would be the worst anticlimax. <laughs> um, so I just quickly, like, hurried on because I'd booked into the conference and I knew I wanted to go to the dinner anyway, like, even if I wasn't nominated because... I just, I want to meet all these voice actors that I have yeah. become connected with on social media. I want to see these people and check their reel. Um so I quickly went onto the uh, website and I was like, oh my God, my name is there. I was like, oh my God. It was just weird. Yeah, yeah. And I was like crying with actual happiness. And that, that was the first time I've ever done that in my whole life. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, look what you have achieved. Uh-huh. And I did not do well at school. Like I got like two GCSEs. I dropped out of college because I'd had my son at 16. You know, everything I, I had done had been an effort. And suddenly I was in, I am in this career that I'm naturally good at. And I kind of found my place. And I was like, now somebody's recognized it. I'm not going to win that award. I don't care if, you know, I absolutely don't care. Like the nomination just means so much to me. But yeah, not as much as my Sainsbury's. Because <laughs> 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 I love it. I love my Sainsbury's. <laughs> I, I just get the general feeling that you just love it all. Like you love what you're doing. Yeah, it's it really suits it suits me with my Asperger's um, predominantly. My needs are quite um, uh, specific, so I need quite a lot of alone time. I need to be able to uh, control and manage my my own time, my schedule, and so for me, it's actually ideal because I can 
you know, say, right, okay, I'm doing my workout, which is really important for my mental health. I'm doing my workout this morning and then I'm, you know, meeting my friend for coffee and then I'm coming home and I'm doing X amount of auditions and then I'm doing this job so I can really pick and choose and I don't have to be sort of anchored to a place that's overstimulating, some overstimulating environment from nine till six. It's just, you know, it just didn't suit me at all. So this is has just been totally ideal for me. Yeah. Are there goals, aspirations, dreams that you've got for your voice acting or for your course? Is there specific things or just one specific thing that you've got your eye on that you're like, that's next, that's what I want? I think in regards to, so someone asked me the other day, what would be your ideal voiceover job to get? And I was like, wow, I hadn't thought about that. And, you know, I've done so many though. I'm just thinking like, what what is there left to do? I don't know, I don't know. Uh, God, so much, so much. I mean, I really need to hone in on my character voices because that was where the suggestion came from in the first place and uh I I do need to go and do some proper character training because that's a big field of voice acting that I'm currently not tapping into and I need to do that I need to explore that in myself but you know that comes with the level of confidence and I'm still not that confident in my voice acting ability because you know, I'm not a dick, so you should. I don't think anybody should be that confident. So there's like nerves that are holding me off of that. So that's something I definitely need to do. I think in regards to my course, do you know what would be really cool is if one of my students, off the back of the information I'd given them, and say say it was somebody quite new, and then they'd sort of run with the information and they'd kind of done what I'd done and then they got a nomination for an award that would be really cool I would enjoy that um and I think I I really want to get an agent I've had two agents I'm not gonna lie neither of them got me any work um but I was really new then really new too new and I, I actually tell people and rightly so I've discovered you need to really establish yourself before you approach an agent. So that's going to be my next thing. I want to get an agent and I just want to take on more students, spread the word and I basically keep expanding my course because I'm just forever training. So I just, I'm always adding new stuff in and that, that just becomes more exciting. Um, but I guess the dream is just for this to not end, just to keep it as it is. And I'd be die a happy lady. Well, I've no doubt that it's going to continue. You're obviously someone who is very passionate about what they do, but also is not fear to to graft and work hard at what they're doing. Like you're saying, like all the information that you're still plowing into your course, like it's not like, well, I've done that, kind of dusting your hands down, going, well, that's it then, that's it tied up in a bow. Like you care about what you do and you care every aspect, every box is ticked. Mm. I get the impression that you're just someone who's very meticulous about what they do. It's important that you do a good job and that you always do your best and, yeah, you're just going to continue to soar, without a doubt. Ah, thank you, thank you. Now, I'm going to take you on to what's called the hingamajigs. Ooh! These are random questions that oh, have amazing. a list. And I'm just going to pick a few Do it. for you. If Do you'll it. indulge me. Oh, of right, course okay. I will. Okay, you did mention um, working out. Do you have a workout anthem? Like, if you could only play one song oh. for working out to it. I don't know if you use music. I do. Oh, absolutely. God, I couldn't do it without music. The voices right. in my head would take over. Um, <laughs> um, do you know what it is at the minute? Right? <laughs> it's <just> so <laughs> cringe. And it changes. It does change. <laughs> at the mi- this is awful. You know that Lily Allen song, It's Not Fair? Yes. It's that at the minute. But failing that. Nothing like a bit of Beyonce to get your inner Sasha Fierce going. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. All the Loving music, it. all the music. Um, you're a very positive person, but what is your biggest pet peeve? Mm-hmm. Good question. Well, as we're talking about voice acting, my biggest pet peeve of something somebody can say is um, <laughs> anytime my husband says, anybody else, they go, oh, I'm in bits. And they say I'm in bits. It makes me want to punch them in the face. I don't know why. I just, I just actually hate that phrase. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, but a pet peeve, a pet peeve. I'm not going to remember that every time somebody says that. I just, I I'm just going to think of you. It's weird. It must have been in a previous life. I don't know. Um, that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's very specific, and it's totally specific, and it like burns my soul. <laughs> 
I li- anytime anyone says that, I'm like, don't say that again to me, please. It's <laughs> so weird. I don't know where it comes from. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I am weird. Um, you're obviously always giving wonderful advice to other people, but what is the best advice ever given to you? Easy. My sister-in-law once said to me, if in doubt, do nothing. And I like that. Basically, if you're not sure, you need to wait. And I'm a very impulsive person. So that has really stuck with me. And instead of reacting now, I'm like, actually, no, you're just reacting out of emotion. You're not reacting out of your intelligence. So if in doubt, wait it out. And that's what I do. If you knew that you could not fail, what would you do? Oh, man, that is such a good question. I've, I, for the past couple of years, I've been really wanting to get into cosmetic modelling, like makeup modelling. Yes. And I've been really sort of like toying with the idea. People have suggested that I should go for it and stuff like that. So yes. I, but I think there's a fear there that you'll fail. So if I knew I couldn't fail, I would just do that. I would do that. As well, I as, mean, as, well as my voice acting. Can I, I'm not leaving that behind, baby. <laughs> you had a very beautiful human who has a very gorgeous face that would definitely, definitely succeed uh, for sure. 100%. Oh, thank you. Like, why do you always look that good? That Every time I'm like on your Instagram, that's the other thing about your Instagram, I'm just like, there's Lizzie looking amazing again. Oh, man. I should post some morning selfies just to make, just to make reality <laughs> uh, you need clear. To, like, you really need to. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't wake up looking like that. Lordy. Earlier, I went onto my phone and I'd obviously left it on like selfie mode. And I was like, literally made myself jump because I had like, <laughs> like no makeup, morning hair. In fact, no, I had last night's makeup, even better, morning <laughs> hair. And it was like at that awful angle where you've got like eight chins. And I was yeah. literally opening my phone. I was like, ooh. And I was like, ah, <laughs> no, that's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> True story. Good True to story. know. Good to <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> Mm. And the last, no, this will be interesting. The last question that I ask everyone, so I switch up all the other ones, but this is the one I ask everyone is what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? Ooh. Oh, man, you said it earlier. I was going to mimic you and I thought that would be rude. <laughs> well, I don't, I can't remember what you said, but I mm-hmm. spent my Hindu in Edinburgh. Did you? I absolutely fucking did. And <laughs> I did not sleep for 72 hours, I'll have you know. And I went to this really cool live piano bar called Fingers. Okay. And uh, basically they have a pianist in there and you request songs like a DJ. So he would play R&B or, you know, hip hop, whatever it was on the piano. Love it. There was a bouncer there. Every time I went outside for a fag at that point when I smoked, um, I would overhear him talking to people about Fingers. And every time he said it in a Scottish accent, I was just turned into a total 13-year-old and got the right old giggles. So could I just ask you to say that for me, please? Fingers. Ah! I'm not going to lie, it didn't have quite the same effect as when he said it, but it'll do. (laughs) And what's going to happen is I'm going to remember what you said earlier and I'm going to message you later. And I'm gonna tell you. I always put people in the spot, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know." And then they always say, "Oh, should I say this?" What's your um, What's your favourite? Oh, there's too way? many. This is the thing. I mean, obviously, I like the word "bro," hence the "bro" and the "brave." Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Haver, so that means like to talk rubbish. Ooh, I like. Like that. to talk a lot. Okay. Like, oh, you're havering. Like you're talking nonsense. Ooh, that's good. That's like a havering. That's like a new word. Yeah. So you you'll have heard blather. Yes. So people would say I was a blether because I talk all the time. So havering, blethering, but then I like ones that are like to do with like, um, so mock it. Oh, what's that? Like dirt, dirty, or like your clothes, like if you came in and you were playing in the mud. Yeah. Oh, you're mock it. Oh. Or clatty. There's loads of words for being dirty, mock it. Please, what those work? Do you know, what's it? Oh God, I've forgotten now. It's really annoying. My parents would be really pleased they paid for that education. What's that word <laughs> where it sounds like what it's describing? What's that called? Oh, um, onomatopoeia. Thank you. Oh, I was, yeah, obviously I was about Is that to say it? that. Yeah. A lot of yes. those words, those Scottish yes. words that you're saying, are that, aren't they? You can, yeah, re- once they're you they're, put them, they're yeah, just very descriptive. Very descriptive. Very descriptive. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Do you know who you really remind me of if you were going to be a Disney princess? I, I mean, I, I, you had me a Disney princess. <laughs> Brave. Thanks. Is she Disney or Pixar? Yeah, she's Pixar, I think. I'm, yeah, I'm, you definitely I'll be her. That. She's a good one. Take that. Good one. 
Um, <laughs> your, but honestly, Lisa, your questions have been so good. Oh, you geez, are yeah. really good. I mean, I've got nothing to compare to, so it's a bit like when you're a virgin. But <laughs> but I imagine, <laughs> I imagine. Well, it can only go up for you. The next podcast you do, you'll do, you'll be like, oh, this is actually no. how it should go. <laughs> no, no, honestly, no. You Fantastic pinned. questions. Been, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for Thank asking you. me to come on. Lizzie, you're an absolute gem. I, I can't thank you enough. Your course was amazing. It is amazing. Thank I will you. be telling everybody and anybody but more so thank you so much for your just your kindness and your energy and um, I wish you all the best you are definitely bra brave ah thank you thank you I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the bra and the brave a podcast about people and their passions join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests bye for now